You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. Today's podcast is a devotional podcast while we're reading through the book of Acts. We're going to pick up where we left off. Right now, we're at the launch of the second missionary journey. So Paul and Barnabas had a disagreement after the first journey that caused a parting of the ways. So these two great missionaries were not going to be able to engage the second missionary journey together because they had argued about this guy, John Mark, who we think wrote the book of Mark for us. Good news is, a little flash forward, we have evidence in the New Testament that eventually everybody made up and the team was functional again, that John, Mark, and Paul uh, made peace and everything was forgiven. But at this moment in the book of Acts, uh, Paul decides he's going to set off on his own, so he gets new companions. Barnabas takes John, Mark, they go a different direction, and the second missionary journey ensues. So the second missionary journey was also a really, really slow start. In fact, some people would say, that it's possible that Paul was not acting according to God's will when he began. I can't confirm that, but I can tell you this. It began with an argument, with the dividing of the missionary team, and there is no evidence in the beginning of his journey that they had any conversions, any new churches. We don't see any signs of fruit in the first phase of the second missionary journey. And that's a pretty big deal. So I want to pick up at the turning point, and this is a major turning point. So this is when Paul receives a vision to go to a region of Macedonia, where he's going to become a missionary to the people of the community of Macedonia. Uh, Where's Macedonia? Well, it's basically in the ancient world. It was above what we think of as Greece. This would have been the hometown of Alexander the Great. It would have been a center for Greek culture. It's just a different kind of world. Some of the churches that we know very well from Paul's ministry, like Thessalonica, Berea, Philippi, uh, all these churches came from this larger reason of Macedonia. So, have you ever wondered why there's a Macedonia Baptist church in every county? And the reason is because this was a turning point in Paul's missionary journey. All right, so here's the setting. I want to read uh, chapter 16, verse 6 and following. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. This is what we know as Turkey, like where Ephesus was. So in other words, the Holy Spirit had told Paul they cannot go to the places they would target where the cities were, like for example, the um, you know, especially Ephesus, where Paul later had a successful ministry. Holy Spirit said, no, you can't do it. Okay. Verse 7, so when they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, and the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. All right, so they decided to go north to the next place uh, that has some significant population, and the Holy Spirit says no again. All right, so right now they're getting nothing except no's from the Holy Spirit. They're in this season of wandering. Some people may say aimless. I don't know if it was aimless or not. We really don't know a lot of what happened in this season of the journey because it's just not recorded by Luke. But here's where things turn. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. All right, so Troas was a port city, and we don't know exactly what Paul had in mind, but I'll tell you what I think. Okay. I know that Paul 
loads up a boat in Troas to head home later in his missionary career. I can't help but wonder if while they're in that port city of Troas, the most viable option for them is to get on a boat and sail back home. We don't know that, but that's what I think. So now they're at a port city. They don't know where they're going to go next, but very likely I assume they're headed home. And this is what you get. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So you have this vision of this man from Macedonia calling Paul and his companions to join them, to come over. So when they got to the port of Troas, instead of going home, they went across the sea, a short passage, and on the other side, they entered the region of Macedonia. And when they did, the world changed. So they're going out of the context that Paul had been familiar in in the second missionary journey. They're farther from the Jewish world than they've been yet. They, you know, Paul always started in synagogues. And when he goes into Macedonia, he'll continue to do that, to go into synagogues first. But, for example, in Philippi, there are apparently not enough people to have a synagogue. There's a, there, there are a group of Jewish believers praying uh, by the riverside. So it's just sort of an evidence that he's moving into a more Greek culture. Like the Hellenistic mission is cranking up. The gospel is going farther than it's been before. And Paul is now being called to take the gospel outside his comfort zone, way outside his comfort zone, to people whose worldviews are radically different than his own. Now, Will he find success? Oh my goodness, yes. So he's in, in Philippi, he's going to start a church that he loves, that supports him, a beautiful, wonderful, joy-filled church. In Berea, he's going to find believers who study the scriptures carefully. In Thessalonica, he and those who minister with him are going to turn the world upside down for Jesus' sake. So absolutely, he's going to be productive. But in order to do so, he had to go into uncharted territories. And here's what I want to encourage with our church family. Maybe some of us feel like we've been aimlessly wandering in our spiritual life lately. And maybe it's because we've just been sharing our faith in the same places that we've always shared with people that are just like us. Well, maybe for some of us, it's time for our Macedonian call. I wish that God would send us a vision in the night to show us where to share next. But for you, what if that vision in the night showed you that where you should share next is going to be in a place that's outside your comfort zone, in a context that's new for you, with people who are not just like you. Would you go? Well, in the book of Acts, you see the Christian mission press new boundaries when Paul steps on that boat and travels across the sea to the region of Macedonia. And in our day, in our age, I pray that God would raise up from our church family missionaries, who would go to Macedonia. And for you, Macedonia, that place just outside your comfort zone, it may be just on the other side of the hallway at work. It may be somewhere at school. It may be at ball fields or it may be with family members. It may be across the neighborhood. I don't know where that context is that you haven't tried yet, that place where people think a little differently than you, that place where the gospel needs to go. But if God will send you there, I hope you'll go. I hope you'll follow the Holy Spirit with a clear gospel message from Jesus. And I hope that you'll take his mission to the next frontier. And when you do, oh, I pray that you would reap much fruit. Church family, thanks for listening to the podcast. God bless you this week. Let's go to Macedonia. <music>